0: The Women of Color STEM Conference and IBM Corporation presents Lunch and Learn, a professional development seminar featuring Vice President of Insurance Practice, Rashida Hodge, Senior Engineer, Veena Ganti, Director of North American Cloud Solutions Team, Lorraine Johnson, and Data Science and AI Sales Engineer, Chanel Gale. Without further ado, the Women of Color, STEM Conference, and IBM Corporation presents Lunch and Learn.
1: All right, good morning for like 10 more minutes or so (laughs) going into the afternoon. So welcome and thank you all for coming today to our IBM session Um, How are you guys enjoying the conference so far? Can I get a, yay? Okay, awesome, awesome, (laughs) fantastic. Do we have any um, honorees or awardees that are in the room? Awesome, let's give a congratulations to them. Okay, and just to get a feel for who is in the room today, how many um, university students do we have in the room? Oh, awesome, welcome. Um, Any high schoolers? Okay, and any experienced professionals in the room? Awesome, fantastic. Okay, so we've got a, um, quite a collection here today. My name is Rashida Hodge. I am the Vice President of IBM's Insurance Practice for North America. So I manage about a $2 billion business for IBM on a regular basis. And I am joined by an esteemed group of colleagues that are also IBMers as well. And today today is all about we really want to keep this informal. We want to keep the vibe free and flowing. And we want to really answer your questions and tell you a little bit more about IBM um, and what we do. So what we'll do is we'll kick off the session um, by telling you a little bit about ourselves. And then we'll just really open up the room for questions. Does that sound good? Awesome. So I will go ahead and start. Um, like I said, I'm Rashida Hodge, and currently I manage our insurance industry for North America. So you might say, what the heck does that mean? Um, so think about all of the uh, insurance commercials that you see on a regular basis, like Progressive, Geico, Prudential, all of those large um, insurance portfolios, their entire IBM portfolio from services, hardware, software, um, you know, I look at in terms of making sure they're on the best technology, making sure their technology works on a regular basis, making sure that if you submit a claim, it processes and it goes through, um, and all that jazz. So I've been in this role for about over a year, but I've been at IBM for 17 years. I actually started out as an intern. So while I was getting my master's in industrial engineering at North Carolina State University, yay for the IEs, hey. You know, I was actually, it was interesting because I actually was, I said, I needed a gap. I was like, I'm going to go get my PhD. Um, But then one of my colleagues said, Rashida, you have got to come to IBM. I just did an intern there for the summer, and it is literally the hottest thing in business. And as as an IE at that time, I was never thinking about IBM. I was like, what am I going to do there? Um, I think they're for the electrical engineers, the computer engineers. They're not for me. I was so wrong. Because what happened, I came, I did that intern, and I never left. 17 years later, I am still here. I have worked I have uh, worked in uh, three continents, spent four years in Slovakia in um, a little town called Bratislava in Central Europe, spent a year in Shenzhen, China. And I tell people I went to China when it wasn't sexy, when no one wanted to go to China. I went in 2004, a fantastic, fabulous, amazing um, experience, you know, for me, and giving my different roles and experiences within IBM, I've traveled to over 50 countries. So, you know, for me, IBM has been, I call it, I've been moved, like for a lot of people, but it has been a very unpredictable, but very thrilling and exciting career. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you further uh, and answering your questions. So I'm going to pass it on to my other colleague, Vina.
2: Hi. Hi, everybody. I hope you are all enjoying the various sessions at the conference uh, this weekend. Um, So my name is Veena Ganti. I'm a senior engineer at IBM. I work in AIX development. AIX, as many of you all know, is IBM's version of Unix. Uh, I work specifically in an area called virtual I.O. server. Um, I'm a software developer. I developed middleware, Um, basically all virtualized. I work on various virtualization technologies. And that's one of the things that uh, has uh, interested me in IBM. I've been with IBM for almost 20 years. This year is my 20th year. Um, So I got to work on different technologies at IBM. And that's the coolest thing. I have worked on areas um, like disaster recovery and uh, high availability. I have worked on uh, what is called uh, active memory sharing. It's like the virtual memory management at the LPAR or the partition level. I have worked on um, uh, NPIV technologies and uh, the virtual SCSI. All these are virtualization techniques that that IBM offers. So I'm really privileged and honored to be part of this group because I get to learn and grow each and every day. Um, So that's what motivates me. I mean, I like to be challenged. I like to work on projects that interest me, and I keep on learning uh, with each project, and that's what uh, IBM facilitates. That's one of the key things, right? For many of us who are in tech or STEM areas, we want to be continuously learning and be interested in what we do, like what we do, right? And that's what uh, IBM actually facilitates. Like, I, I can I'll speak to that. So Veena, um,
1: question for you. What's your most memorable experience at IBM?
2: Most memorable? Um, I think is working on projects that uh, are really challenging, right? I mean, uh, something that I haven't learned and I had to go learn about it and then, you know, execute it and see that it is successful and clients are actually using it, you know? That's that's a memorable, not a moment, but a journey, I would
1: say. Okay, so IBM helps her stretch new muscles. That's what I kind of heard. Yes. Yes. Okay,
3: awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Hello, everyone. I am Lorraine Johnson.
4: I am the director for our North America Cloud Solutions team. And I've been with IBM 29 years, probably the most of anybody on this stage. Uh, I started out working with mainframe software, you know, the big system, 370 systems Z is what we call it now, uh, working with our development teams. And I was actually a system programmer for quite a while. And then uh, the good thing about IBM for me is I got to change and go to different organizations. I started out in that software group, then I went to our services group, working with different companies. My best experience uh, during that time was working with the Olympics and developing solutions based on the new products that was coming out with IBM. So at first I was with the Atlanta Olympic Committee, but before that they said, hey, Lorraine, you really need to go and look at how the Olympics are ran in other countries. So I was sent to Norway to work in their uh, operations center to understand the architecture of the solutions that were occurring for our games in, in uh, Norway. So I spent some time there and came back to put together the Atlanta Uh, Olympic Committee Architecture for IBM, and what's so unique about that is you got to work with all different companies as well as all different diverse people and bring together games that had a specific deadline and had to work very successfully. So that was very rewarding. And then after that, I was sent to Japan to work on their games as well as to give them turnover about what the game structure was all about. After that, then I went to the Sydney Games to work with the Sydney Olympics Games and came back and went to work with the weather company, which was not part of IBM at that time, but we were redesigning their uh, weather.com is what you see today. Uh, and then I moved to software group again and worked with the architecture team to help really design solutions for customers all across North America. Working with our new market structure, working with companies like Macy's and companies like Costco, to help develop what their cloud solutions do today. And now I have the North America Cloud team, and that's what they do. They architect our solutions for various companies about what and how to run their, their centers in the cloud, which is very rewarding for me because I get to continue to work with the technology and really help the customers design what they would be, what would be best for their company, what would what be best for their architecture and to make it run successfully. I also have the opportunity to work at a worldwide level with special projects. What's really key to IBM is keeping the skills of our teams very up to date. So I really manage a whole program that ensures that our teams are learning the new technologies and learning Python and learning our programming as well as learning Kubernetes and how that fits all together and helping us to understand open source and how Red Hat and IBM comes together. So it's been a very uh, rewarding career for me because I like to move around, and so I got that from IBM. It's to moving around to different comp- different entities within IBM. Rashida,
1: next. so I got a question for you. So as the resident IBMer for 29 years, you know, a lot of times, especially now over the last 10 years or so, we don't see people staying at companies for such a long time. But I mean, just the breadth and depth of what you've done—it sounds fantastic. So why have you stayed for such a long time?
4: Because because of the people, right? It's the relationships you build with the teams and really caring for the teams. It's all about the people and what they do and helping them to see their vision, right? Helping them to develop their skills and get to where they want to be for their career. So that's why I've stayed. It's really the people and helping others develop their skills to get to where they want to be.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Chanel Gale. Um, I'm from beautiful island of Jamaica, West Indies, and I've been living in this country for about 12 years now. Um, At IBM, I'm a data science and AI technical sales specialist, and what that is, it's just a fancy word for saying that I help um, customers and clients in the distribution uh, market in allowing them to solve their data questions, so helping them solve business decisions. So how did I end up at IBM? I've been at IBM for about four years now. Um, Before that, I went to Syracuse University. Anybody here that is from that? Okay, never mind. Um, Go orange. I went to Syracuse University and I studied biomedical, where I studied biomedical engineering Um, and I actually ended up at IBM um, at a conference similar to this in a way, except they were on our campus, and they, you know, they told us about IBM and all the great things that they were doing, and I ended up applying and getting this job. So this is my first job um, outside of college, Um, so I'm four years into my career, um, what I love the most about IBM is not only am I able to um, be my authentic self, but I'm learning every single day. Um, just recently, we I went through a program called we're calling it 8 program, and I you know I studied biomedical engineering and I didn't learn Python or or any of those things in as a biomedical engineering student. And that was something that I saw a need for myself to, you know, position myself in a, uh, you know, grow my skills. And so I was able to learn that through IBM. So IBM is always really uplifting you and making sure that your skills are um, on par. Um, When I first joined IBM, I started in a uh, program called the Summit Program. So it's a Uh, It's a program specifically geared towards college hires. So you're in this program for about six months to nine months, and they're really training you and giving you the the skills that you need to be able to go out in front of clients and customers. Um, So a couple of the the types of clients that I work with are FedEx, Walmart, um, American Airlines, Delta Airlines. And so me being, uh, you know, a new college hire, it, it was kind of scary going out in front of these clients. But because IBM put me in this program and, you know, working with, you know, the veterans who've been doing that for so long, I felt so com- comfortable, so um, confident in positioning myself in front of my clients. And now, um, I go into meetings and I'm super confident. I you know, s- articulate what I'm, s- I'm saying. I know exactly what I stand for. Um, one of the things that I think my most memorable um, time at IBM was when I f- closed my first deal. Um, and so I'm in sales. So one of the things that I do is I sell software. Um, it's just very simple. But not only do I sell software, but I am helping these companies solve really big problems Um, and so the the deal that i closed it was only like fifty thousand dollars which is a lot of money at the same time but i felt so accomplished i was like i can do this i closed this fifty thousand dollar deal this is great Um, and i just felt super um, confident in myself that i can actually do this um, as a career Um, so right now i'm looking to you know do something else um, within ibm I I'm not sure what that is yet, but I just I love the growth that I've you know I've ha, have accomplished and all the things I've accomplished within this short four years that I've been here. So that's a little bit about
1: me. <laughs> Thank you. I agree. That is amazing. So Chanel, I'm sure because you seem just totally 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 badass. So you probably had multiple offers. So what was the differentiator? With IBM,
3: the differentiator. Well, I, you know, I had a lot of loans, so <laughs> let's keep it real. <laughs> I, needed, I needed a job that would, you know, I'm just gonna keep it 100. I needed a job that was gonna pay me um, enough to basically provide for my family and to pay these loans that were not gonna pay themselves. Um, so not only that, IBM, you know, is, I'm compensated very well, but at the same time, I really enjoyed how they operated during the interview process. So you had, um, some, some other companies who were just kind of like, go, 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 go. And the, you know, they didn't really care to get to know me. I had like my recruiters call me, making sure that I was comfortable. Um, they set me up with, um, Other employees who are also recent graduates, they connected me with them just just so I can talk to them. I didn't have to go reach out to um, to find them on LinkedIn. They came to me and wanted to make sure that I felt comfortable with the role that I was going to be taking on. Because when you're you're a recent graduate, you don't really know what um, you're getting yourself into if you don't talk to someone who's already doing it. So I love that they gave me that attention um, and they gave me advice. So that made the decision even more um, easier for me to work with IBM. And then also from a technology standpoint, um, IBM is known for, you know, you know, historically known to to building computers. So, like, I'll say to someone, hey, um, I work at IBM. It's like, isn't that the computer? Do they make computers? And I'm like, yeah, well, we do a lot more than that. Um, but yeah, so from a technology standpoint, it's always, there's always so much that IBM is providing from a technology standpoint. Um, and so those were a couple of things that, you know, really made me pick IBM. Okay. I did, I did have some offers though. So
1: I, know, I know, girl, <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. I know. <laughs> so As I mentioned earlier, we have an esteemed panel here from four years into IBM to the longest 29 years into IBM, and we've got some stuff in the middle. So why don't we open it up for questions? We've got a mic right here in the center. You can come up to the mic and ask questions. Don't be shy. This is a safe zone, Um, but um, any questions you have about our personal careers, um, about mentorship development, and about IBM? All right. Hello, um, my name is Alexa Halliburton. I'm from the University of Kentucky, studying neuroscience and pharmacology. Um, I have a question for you. Um, you mentioned the summit. How did you get that opportunity? What? How did that come about? I just wanted to know more details about that. Okay.
3: So there was a. I don't remember. I don't remember what they call it, but it's not a career fair. But they had a. Can you hear me? Oh, it wasn't a career fair, but IBM has a partnership with my university like other companies do. And so my university said, hey, uh, IBM will be on campus today. They're having a luncheon. Would you like to join? So I went to the luncheon with, you know, totally open minded. Mind you, I was a biomedical engineering Mm -hmm. student. So am I doing what I'm doing today? Absolutely not. And that's (laughs) totally fine with me. Um, but I, I listened to the recruiters. I met some of the people. I said, OK, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. So I submitted my application. Uh, they called me back. I went through the interview process. It was about like, um, I had about like five interviews. Um, but it was super comfortable. Like I didn't feel, I was prepared, but I was also, I just felt super comfortable in that interview, interview process. Um, and then they called me back, I got the offer, I started crying, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my goodness, this is so amazing. <laughs> and then um, I, the rest is history. Um, so the summit program is really geared towards college um, students. So if you're out of the program, so let's say you graduated this year, you have two years from now to apply for the summit program and be qualified for that. Okay. Um, and it's a, it's a sales training program. So if you're interested in sales, if you're interested in working with people, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I love about being in tech sales is that not only do you get to be close to technology um, in whatever sense that is, you, you know, if you're a coder, diehard coder, you can do that and you can do sales at the same time where you're working with clients and helping them. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Gotcha. I, will add, I will add one thing uh, mm-hmm.
4: to, to that. When you talk about the Summit program, because uh, it's done in different formats, like okay. Chanel, that came to her school. Mm-hmm. We do have options where, for those that re- register downstairs in the talent, for, for the IBM Talent database, mm-hmm. what the Summit program would do is go through that database and look at different candidates and, and, and uh, send you a request to come to one of those locations to interview those locations will be all over North America. They're starting Mm -hmm. in October Mm -hmm. in Chicago, and it moves to Atlanta, to Dallas, to other areas. So I would encourage you to go downstairs and register to be in that talent pool, because we do invite you to come to uh, those uh, interview areas where we will determine if you will be part of the summit program. All
3: right, thank you. Hello, my name is Guadalupe Guerrero. I am majoring in food science and sustainability. I
2: have a big question: Is how do you make yourself the most competitive com, competitive in your field? The for, first and foremost thing is you have to update, uh, be up to date with your skills. Uh, you have to be in a constant learning mode. Uh, you and you have to attend uh, whatever classes you have uh, um, available that you can attend. Uh, also. Um, attending conferences uh, you get to learn a lot uh, uh, so that that's the key you have to be up-to-date on your toes uh, with your skills
1: so I'll just one thing I'll add to that is you know one of the things that I always do because IBM is a big company and um, you know especially at IBM right just like IBM um, we've got a lot of acronyms and um, you know I realize that sometimes even when I hear my fellow IBMers introduce themselves no one knows what they do and no one knows what they're talking about. And one of the things that I've always stressed is that you know I want to make sure that what I do is relevant in the world and also relevant in the industry. So I spend a lot of time making sure I can translate what I'm doing. Number one, um, and I also make sure that whatever the hot skills are that is in the industry that is taking place right now, I'm aware of them, and those are the things that I'm focused on. And if it's not I go have a conversation with my manager or I go ensure that I am gaining those skill sets. Because quite frankly, I mean, you can be in a large company. You can be doing a role that is very, very important, but it may not be very important right now, right? So you've got to be abreast at UPS continuing to be ensuring that you're relevant and you're pushing to ensure that your management team um, is making sure that you are in those relative opportunities, relevant opportunities as well.
4: Yeah, because when, when I talked about myself, I didn't start in cloud. I started with the mainframe, right? So you always have to continue that that adventure to learn new skills. I would also add that you need to network, right? Mm-hmm. Find out where those teams are that's doing the new things and get to network with uh, with people as well as, like was said, come to these conferences and start to network with people.
2: Okay. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
5: Hi, I'm Sheldon from Prairie View A&M, and m um, i have heard amazing things. I've heard amazing things uh, from when you guys come to my campus and being here, especially about the traveling. That's amazing that you're able to work in other countries. Um, but I'm curious, if you could, what is something you'd like to change about IBM? Or is there anything that you technically don't like right now that um, you're trying to be a part of to change?
1: So I'll take that. Um, you know, I think one of the things, and I think Chanel touched on this, is. Um, you know, I think, you know, one of the things is, um, you know, IBM has been around for uh, over hundred years, 108 to be exact. Um, most banks run on IBM technology. Um, we process over a trillion ATM transactions a day. Most people do not know that. That's what I want to change right? With the advent of technology and the advent of startups and a broader ecosystem, um, you know, the shiny new objects are the ones that we talk about because typically that's what we as consumers engage in. All of us, what do we do? We Google every day. We shop on Amazon every day. Do you do that on IBM? No, but you're using IBM technology every single day. So technology has changed dramatically in terms of how we engage you know, in technology. Um, And so as that change has occurred, I think one of the things that, you know, as IBMers, and I want my organization to continue to do is to continue to promote and ensure that people are aware of our relevance and our importance in technology as it's always been.
5: That's understandable, thank you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome.
0: Hello, Um, my name is Devita Lowe. I currently serve as a circuit engineer at Consumers Energy. Um, being a young professional i haven't been in my work field very long, and one thing I struggle with is knowing when to negotiate, knowing your worth, and having those conversations with your management saying i am I deserve this promotion like this is i guess yeah that going in on like knowing my worth and really selling myself so do you have any advice on like having those conversations um,
3: i can I can help you um with that um so recently. Like I said, I've been in this. I've been at IBM for four years, but I've (laughs) been in my role for three because I was in the training program for the first year. Um, Positioning yourself for promotion is is important. Um, And when I say position yourself, I'm saying like before you do ask for that promotion, ask yourself: Do have what have I done to earn this promotion? Am I positioning myself for my manager or to my manager in a way that's going to let him, him or her say, yes, you, you should be getting that promotion? So what I do in my own day to day is anything that I've done, anything, working with a customer, I make sure that my manager is aware mm-hmm. of what it is that I'm doing, because especially if in, in sales, you know, I don't see my manager every single day. Um, so it's really important for me to let my manager know what I'm doing and then also what are my peers saying about me are my peers also vouching for me and making sure that um, they're you know telling my manager not necessarily telling my manager but uh, giving me um, compliments based on my work and that allows my manager to see not only am I telling him what I'm doing but also that my peers and people who work with me um, see the the good that I'm doing in my role. Um, So letting your manager be aware and then also just jotting down all the things so that when you do go to your manager and say, hey, I've been doing X, Y, Z, this is what I've done. Um, I believe that I should um, uh, have this promotion. Um, I'm going to keep it real. Um, I've been in this position for three years and I got my promotion in um, year two. So I'm in year three now. So I didn't have to do that, but because I, I guess I was doing
2: everything right,
3: (laughs) it was just my time for the. I got a promotion for that. So I don't know if anybody else has any.
2: I would say have mentors, right? Mm -hmm. You can talk to mentors and say what your goals are, and they can advise you how to go about negotiating or how to chalk out your uh, career, right? Um, That's uh, first and foremost important. And also having uh, uh, like whatever you do, you basically try to wherever you want to go to see what what that role requires you to do and try to start uh, doing that, right? Uh, So obviously you're already prepared or ready to take on that role by the time uh, uh, you get that role. So the only thing I'll add to
1: that is that you can do all those things okay and maybe they will come to you with the promotion but may they may not to your question know your worth right Right. so story real story I spent four years in Slovakia okay big job I was leading a team of about 500 people all across Europe and when I came back to Raleigh North Carolina at the time um, I didn't even have a job okay And um, so I waited about two months for a job, and then the jobs that were offered to me, they were promotions, actually, but from my perspective, they were not growth opportunities. And I said, I'm not taking them. And every single mentor that I had told me that it is the worst mistake ever. Rashida, oh my God, you don't say no to a promotion. Why would you do that? Like, oh my God, you've been sitting, waiting for a job for two months. Like, you better take this job. I better not do that. That's the wrong thing for me to do. And I guarantee you, if I look at my career now, if I'm actually taking the job that they told me to take, I would not be a vice president today, okay? Because that job was going to not lead me in a direction of trajectory. Mm -hmm. So I actually took a different role in a totally different part of the business. It was not a promotion at the time. I actually got promoted six months later, right? But I I took that risk Right, because I saw that what I was being offered, even though it was phrased in the form of a promotion, was actually a demotion for me long term. So when these conversations you have got to, you have to be able to take some very bold risk to know to stand up and to advocate for yourself, right? to say you know, sometimes no, and even when it comes to salary conversations, right? I've been offered roles before and the salary has not been what I wanted, and I said no right? And they've said, it's very competitive, Rashida. And I said, well, I don't know what your bar is, but it's not competitive to me. And so, you know, as you grow in your career, you become more comfortable having those conversations, and you got to practice them. When I say no, right, to my boss and stuff like that, I'm going through these, I practice with my girlfriends, right? I'm saying, okay, guys, I got a difficult conversation coming up. I've got to negotiate, let, be combative with me so I can know what all my options are. So while well, everything everyone has says, because you're going to have some times in your career where you are just on a rocket, right? But I also think it's important to recognize that in your career, it's going to be a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure that as you meet, meet certain points of that roller coaster, you remain to know what your worth is, and you remain to always advocate for yourself.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for all the feedback. You're
1: welcome. All right, any other questions?
5: How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, I'm a freshman from Roosevelt University, uh, currently ma- a cybersecurity major. Um, so I, I haven't, have seen a lot of IBM commercials on the television since I was young back in China. And I was like, oh, that's cool about computers, <laughs> you know? And I think that's why I choose to um, apply a cybersecurity major. and. I have a question about what's the kind of current positions that IBM can offer that is related to cybersecurity major and how's the salary?
4: There are, I I can take start with that. There are a number of of roles that IBM have across all different type of entities and cybersecurity happens to be one of the major ones. Uh, As Chanel says, she's in tech sales and even in tech sales we have Technical specialists in cybersecurity. Okay. We even have our own CISO, right? So, and they are building solutions based on uh, security and how to how to handle cybersecurity attacks. Okay. So there's services organizations that have roles in cybersecurity. Every every one of our organizations within IBM has areas related to cybersecurity. So it's a very important role overall at IBM. Right? And like Rashida said, it's not just you know, we do a lot of things, but we don't communicate them like we should. I mean, I, and yeah. that's my, my, fault, my thing too. I don't think we communicate as well in without, within IBM of what we do. And we're getting better, better at that with some of the commercials you see, but stick with cybersecurity is a very hot field yeah. to be in right now.
1: Okay. Yeah, and actually to add to that, we actually, as part of our s- software portfolio, we actually have an entire IBM security unit right that is just ibm security so you can start in the beginning of the process you know from our offering management team what are our solutions what those solutions look like how those solutions be packaged to the development team where you're actually developing you know those technologies um, you know or to the delivery team right those are individuals that are actually out in front of the customer implementing those solutions for the clients you could be in a tech sales role or a technical role Right, where you are working with clients on which of those security applications and solutions. So we have an entire organization that is just dedicated solely to security, so literally there are opportunities that are on the front of the process all the way to the end of the process with the customer. Right.
2: And to add to it, that security is the most important thing that differentiates IBM from its competitors.
0: Yes. Thank you. You're listening to Lunch and Learn, a professional development seminar featuring Rashida Hodge, Veena Ganti, Lorraine Johnson, and Chanel Gale. Brought to you by IBM Corporation and the Women of Color STEM Conference. Uniting women in STEM by continuing the press for progress. Be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
1: So um, Vina, I have a question. So we talked a little bit about this in one of the questions just around um, you know, challenges. We've all had great careers at IBM. So I'm sure you've had some challenges within your career. Can you share you know, maybe one of them and how you were able to overcome that? Yes.
2: Yes. Uh, I mean, definitely um, uh, the, some of the challenges that we had was um, we, we work with a global team um, some, for some of the projects. Uh, I had to work with team in uh, France uh, and also team in India. So we have like time zone management issues, right? Uh, 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 it's about 11 hours difference with India and also like six So does that mean hours. you're
1: working like 24 hours so a day?
2: No, it's not <laughs> like that, but you know, you have to start your day real early. Like I had high AM meetings. Uh, because I had to accommodate bull team, I mean, which was in France and also India, right? You had to had if you have to have a team, it's a global team, you had to accommodate everybody's time, right? So early morning meetings and so on, right? And also I had like late night meetings. Sometimes some people in India work, try to come in late, right? You have to accommodate that. So that's one of the challenging stuff, right? And this is on top of other personal stuff you have to do. So, it is work-life balance or work-life integration, if you will, and that has been working out well.
1: Awesome. Okay, thank you. So, we have a question from the room. Hello. Hello. Okay.
2: Hi, my name is Grace Lopredo.
4: I'm a junior math major at Texas Southern University. My question is, if you could go back as my undergrad, what could you have done differently that would make your life easier to get to the position that you are right now?
3: Um, so I would I can answer that question. I if I could go back, I would have. I wouldn't change anything, just because I do think that the the challenges or things that I've learned along the way um, have you know meaning and purpose, and I think you do everything for a reason. Let's say you know I'm not doing biomedical engineering today. Do I still have a soft spot for healthcare? Yes, I do. Do I still have a soft spot for you know wanting to solve or you know find a cure for cancer? Yes, I do. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't change anything about um, my undergrad career. Maybe I would have partied a little bit less. Um, I'm just kidding. I would have party <laughs> more. I'm just kidding. No, but, um, I wouldn't change anything just because I'm so happy with where I am now that it's, you know, I, I just can't be, I can't look back and say, Oh, I wish I did this. I wish it, but to me, I just believe everything happens for a reason. And you're, you're where you're supposed to be because that's where you should be in that time. But To answer your question, maybe I would have studied uh, computer science engineering or something, or minored in it.
4: Okay, I have one more question. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give me as an undergrad in trying to achieve my way to get to the position that you're at right now?
3: So I would just say do network as much as possible. Talk to as many people doing what you potentially would like to do. do internships? So you said you're a junior now? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So I would say, you know, the summer, summer is coming in, you know, a year. So I would position yourself for a solid internship doing something that you would see yourself doing in a career. So part of the reason why I didn't do biomedical engineering was because I couldn't see myself sitting in a lab in a white coat, um, you know, doing I just couldn't see myself doing that. That was not my personality. Yeah, I was doing really great research, and that's why I did internships. That's what they're for, to see if this is what you actually want to do. And I'm one of those people, if I'm doing something and I literally don't want to wake up the next day to do it, that means that that's something I should not be doing. So I'm not, I'm not going to... I don't want to be unhappy ever. I want to have a happy life and I wanna be happy doing what I'm doing in a career. So my advice to you as a junior would just be really intentional about uh, who you meet, who you talk to, um, and just be your authentic self. Get an internship this summer, and you know that should help you position yourself for a job like me. And it, it's really sad um, that when you apply for a job are coming out of college they want you to have experience right but even if you feel like you don't have experience there's things that you guys are doing in school you guys are doing capstone projects literally when i when i applied for specific jobs i wrote every single thing that i could think of from my capstone project you might think oh my goodness i have to do this capstone project But that holds some weight, trust me. So think about the things that you're doing in school today to position yourself, um, because it's helping you become the person that you are um, or should be in professional. So that would be my advice to you. I hope that was helpful.
4: I would also add, I know you should definitely try internships, but if you cannot, volunteer at a place that has the same type of skill you're going after. there's always a lot of opportunities to volunteer at nonprofits who are doing things that may be of interest to you and can get some of the IT in that you want to get in. But look at that opportunity as well.
1: One thing I'd add is explore. Okay, I just think it's so important, especially... Um, whether you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior in university, I think these are the opportunities for you to literally be a sponge and to explore. I could not have predicted or planned the career that I have at IBM. I couldn't, right? I just couldn't. There was no specific roadmap in terms of, you know, where I am today. Is it rewarding? Absolutely. Is it meaningful? Yes. But if I had tried to map it out, I would not have been that successful. So, and when I was you know, a junior like you, I was an industrial engineer, I thought I was going to be a manufacturing engineer, and I was going to work for GM, right, um, at a plant off of, um, you know, 85 in Atlanta, Georgia. But, like, that was my plan. I was like, that's what I'm going to go do, right, and I'm going to, that's what I'm, gonna, that's all I could think about at that time, and I didn't do anything close to that, so I think that one of the things that IBM has taught me is, and can, is continuing to teach me, is the, there's so much potential that is out there. And you've got to open up yourself to be able to see that potential so that you can grab hold of it.
4: OK. All right. Thank you, guys. You're welcome.
1: You're welcome. Hello. I'm Francesca. I'm a senior electrical engineer major. You mentioned the SUMMIT program. Yes. But you said it was geared only towards sales. Is there something else like that for maybe software? Yeah,
4: it's, they're not all geared toward technical sales because we have summits coming to every part of IBM's organization. But once you go to a summit, you can they, they decide which organization that you would be uh, you would be in. So they're just not technical sales. They're, they're software development. There's also for our consulting in there's summit programs that's in that group as well. And even IBM Research, what goes toward people who are more in the PhD programs, they also have a program, they don't call it the summit, but they they have a program where they go out to different um, conferences like these to recruit. Thank you. Is that um, also, you said it goes up until two years after graduation? So it's not just. Uh, yeah, it depends right. on the organization where Chanel came in. There, there is from six months to a year, depending on where where you're going to going to be placed. So it's different time commitments in the summit program based on what organization you would be hired into. Okay.
1: Thank you. Uh-huh. Hi, my name is Suchi Scas. I'm from Michigan Tech and I'm a mechanical engineering major. Um, what are some things as you are growing in your career and advancing your career to keep that work-life balance? Vina, you were mm. talking about work-life balance. Yeah. What were some of the tricks yeah. that you used to balance? Yeah.
2: So so basically, um, I and my husband work as partners. Like there are times when I had to be uh, take a call or be in meetings and my daughter needs to be somewhere. So my husband steps, he basically has helped me out to take her to our activities and so on. So that has uh, worked for us very well. Uh, also, my manager is very uh, accommodating. Like, So I take some of the calls from home in the morning because it's not practical to be taking all the calls at work, right, if I have a 6 a.m. call. So I do all the calls at home. Uh, the morning ones and then coming to work. So IBM has been flexible. So that's, that's working out for me. Yeah, yeah
4: I, I can add to that. They, we have been very flexible with um, individuals having children. I mean, even now, we've given male uh, time off for have, when they have newborns or adoption. I know for me, I mentioned going to uh, Norway. At that time, I had a young son, one years old. And it's all about family, your family dynamics and, you know, having a a spouse that will help you out as well as your extended family, right, that that helps you out. But IBM is very flexible uh, in helping us bridge that work-life gap that we tend to find so often when we have children. Um, So continue to work on those connections and continue to expand your horizon. I even had a manager at the time that was in Europe, and her daughter was going to be the homecoming queen. And she called me up and said, Hey, Lorraine, can you go help her find a dress? You know, And so I took that and I did that for her because she was having that work-life balance issue. And so that's what I meant when I say relationships. There's a lot of help that you get from your comrades, to to help bridge that gap.
1: I think in terms of, and I think work-life balance changes and morphs over the course of your career and just your life. Um, And I think for me, two things. One is setting boundaries. And this is something that I had to learn how to do as I grew in my career, because at year one, year two, you know, I was just, you can have it all, right? I'm Rashida, I'll show up and do whatever. At 17 years, no, right? So, um, and you determine, you know, what that is. For example, I go to You know, I go spinning every morning five days a week at 515 and I live on the Pacific Coast. So my team that's on the East Coast, they know if they schedule a call at 8 a.m., I am not going to be there because I'm going to be sweating it out. Right. And that's just a standing rule. So unless like the world is like really, really falling apart, which never really happens, no one disturbs me at that time. Right. And because I was able to set that boundary And I think for me, one of the biggest benefits at IBM is, and they talked about it, but I'm gonna pronounce it, is flexibility. Because I've had recruiters that have called me and I'm like, unless you can offer me the flexibility that IBM offers me, like we don't even need to talk, right? Because I really love that level of flexibility. My I'm from the US Virgin Islands, my parents still live there. I go there like five, six times a year. I'm going there tomorrow. I'm gonna work there for a week, right? I'm gonna still do my job, right? I'm gonna get it done, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do it and I'm going to go to the beach right after. So, and, you know, it's no shaming that, right? No one judges me because of that. And I have, you know, everyone has their own examples of flexibility. So I think that, I think to Venus's point, that work-life integration for you, I think you need to define it and make sure that your company allows it and that you need to make sure that you have boundaries around what that is for you. Perfect. Thank you. Welcome.
5: Hi, my name is Jalen Vaughn. I am a junior at Michigan Tech, also in computer engineering. Um, and my question was: in the workplace, how do you go about trying to find a mentor? Like, um, is it where you just let a relationship build over time with someone that's in a higher position, or do you just like outright just ask? Like, can you like be there for, for me as I'm trying to grow in the um, workplace? So, so, for me,
2: um, I basically have. Uh, two mentors, one who is at a technically high uh, uh, position than me, and that, that's what I aspire to be. So I have chosen one. One is non-technical because there are other things okay. that uh, uh, they know about or they can uh, mentor me from that angle. So that's, that's how I approach them. And
4: yeah, in, in the organization I'm in, like Chanel mentioned, we set up, you know, mentors, for, especially for new people coming in. But it's also very important that you find those people as, as you're looking around and connect with them, right? Send them a note, say, I really liked what you did during this session. Would you like, would you mentor me? And ask them the question. And Typically, you'll find they'll be very open to mentor you.
3: Yeah. Um, so the way I went about finding mentors was, like Lorraine said, they were assigned to me But then throughout my career at IBM, I have built, met different types of people, different walks of life. Um, They don't always look like me. Um, So I just end up building relationships with them. Uh, Do I flat out ask someone to be my mentor? I'm still working on that. Um, I'm working progress. Um, But I still have a, a problem with saying, hey, can you be my mentor? I'm more... I'm the type of person who wants to just build a relationship with you and let it just be organic as opposed to being flat out. But also you want to be intentional. Um, so those, those are two things that I kind of struggle with. But it um, depends on you. But yes. it's definitely important to have people in your career and in your life who can um, help you get to or who can help you level up basically.
1: I think on um, mentors. I think a couple of things. One is it should be valuable, a real valuable relationship for you. So you need to make sure that you you can vibe with that person, okay? Right. Because I've been assigned mentors before, and it's like, okay, get me out of this conversation immediately, right? And that's not valuable for them, and it's not valuable for you. So sometimes when I'm assigned a mentor, um, and it doesn't work out, you know, I I actually tell the person, you know, this was really great, but I think I'm looking for something a little bit different. And that's cool, right? I mean, I've never had a reaction like, oh my god, you don't want to be my mentee. Because most of the time, these people have like 20 um, you know, people anyway, right? The second point is to so what Chanel said is that um, you, got, you need to make sure that you have a very diverse group of people as your mentors. And you need to make sure that they do not look like you as well. That's really important, right? So diverse from all categories um race gender in terms of the part of the company or the area that you're interested in um, because that's going to give you a very different you know portfolio and then i think you got to do things that's natural for you right i think one of the things that i really enjoy about ibm is that i can go into our internal directory and if i see someone on a panel at a conference and i was like i really. Dig that person. I look them up in the directory, and I send them an email. Hey, I saw you at you know, the Women of Color Conference. I'd like to hook up with you. Let's go for coffee. I have never, never in my 17 years been told, no, I don't want to meet with you. They've always replied. So I'm OK with that. You may choose a different approach, but always, to Chanel's point, always choose the approach that is natural and authentic for you. Okay. But don't be afraid to do it.
5: Thank you so much. You're welcome you are doing this afternoon. Um, my name is Micah. I go to Morgan. I'm an electrical engineering major. Um, I guess my question is, how do we go about um, finding the internships that we're interested in, um, and I guess in a sense being able to secure those? Because like just rapid, just filling out internships and left and right kind of can get tiring and draining. And a lot of times, you know, you know, grateful for any internship, but like some of them aren't even geared like towards what specifically you want to do. So. Like, how would we, I guess, in a sense, position ourselves in a way to be able to get certain internship opportunities?
3: If, I would say, I heard you say, filling out applications that you don't even want to do. Is that what you said? Um, Because I would say, just don't apply, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. (laughs) But, um, is that what you meant? I just want
5: to clarify. Well, not specifically. I meant more so, not that I don't want to do, but more so, uh, internship opportunities that aren't particularly like what you want to go into, but mm-hmm. like something to kind of I guess pass that subsection of time, so so you're not idle, not working towards uh, making any progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what would be a good like technique or way to position ourselves in ways to be able to progress in that way?
3: Okay, so as you, I mean, like when I was applying for internships, I applied to everything i you know like everything like i know it's tiring i know it's frustrating hearing no but you're always you're going to hear nos and you're going to hear yeses and then when you hear those yeses it's 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 for a reason like i said everything happens for a reason and when you're filling out your application just make sure that you are staying authentic to who you are and what you have Done or what you can do to offer that position, so that once you do get that, you can exceed all of those expectations that you know they have on that little list of that paper where it says key responsibilities and whatnot. Um, when it comes to getting the job, um, it's up to you and your personality and whether you vibe with that the person you're interviewing. I hate to say it, but people people buy or people. Um, uh, invest in people who they like oh, yeah, so, course, yeah. so I mean that that plays a huge role like if you look good on paper but you have a you know very your personality is not matching then you know there's a chance that they might pick someone who's more personable I don't know it just depends on what they're looking for I hope that was able to answer your question but just be true to yourself keep applying until you get that, that job don't stop Cause you know, I've heard so many no's before. Um, and that one yes can change your life. So,
5: thank
6: you, I appreciate yeah. it. Hi everyone, my name is Xi Ling. Nice to meet you again, Chanel. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So my question, I really appreciate everyone's time. So my question uh so my question is Although most of you guys stay with i b m for many many years, I'm sure there is a a time that you are looking for a career change, so I was like probably not changed to another organization but just internally changed to a a different position so I was wondering how do you guys navigate the Thought of changing and what the approach you guys took because I'm actually an analytics professional with two years' experience with a title insurance company. And right now I'm thinking of my career change. I find like self reflection helps, but how, what, but what action you should kind of actually take to jump out of your comfort zone. So that's something I would love to hear your suggestion.
3: Yeah, I'm actually in that stage right now. So I'm going to actually hand this off to the veterans.
4: Well, I, will, I would add that uh, for me, because I I did that, right? But I looked around the organization to understand where I wanted to be, right? And I also assessed my skills to see if I was capable to do that position. And so I, if I had to go back and get some skills, I did that. But I position myself to be ready to, to take that risk. Sometimes you have to t- ask yourself, are you willing to take the risk to get to where you want to go? Mm-hmm. And if that's a yes, then you build your plan around that, be- meaning your skills, even getting to know other people in that area before you make that move. But making that assessment really helped for me to determine where I wanted to go and understand what that risk could be for me going to that other position. Right.
2: And I would say network, right, uh, development network of friends and uh, colleagues uh, and uh, basically uh, uh, talk to them if there are any opportunities there and how to go about uh, applying for them Uh, in my case I was in one department uh, uh, trying to do X bring up and wanted to go into the virtualization area and so I talked to my colleagues and uh, talked to the uh, 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 managers my manager and also the new manager and say, I want to work in that area. And that's good thing about IBM, is they, they did um, allow me to make that transition.
1: So for me, I'm not as thoughtful as um, my esteemed panel. Um, you know, when I get bored or I can do the job with my eyes closed, it's time for me to move on, right? Um, I like to struggle in a job. So I'm actually known for taking the jobs that people don't want, um, that people think are the crappiest jobs, um, and are not meeting their numbers. I take those jobs. Because there's only, only way I can go is up, and I know it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. So I gravitate to that. So once I come in and I fix it, and I'm killing it, then you know it's time for me to move on. So everyone's strategy and what drives you from a passion perspective. You know, is different, um, but I just don't like monotony, right? I've got to be able to change. I think also what you're recognizing your career over time that will change. Early in my career, I became known for certain things, so um, the opposite way. Early in my career, I started looking for those opportunities, right? Here's the opportunities. I call it the door knocker. Here I am. I'm Rashida. Here's my accomplishments. Do you want to hire me? Um, As I evolve within my career, I call it now, I'm no longer pushing, but I'm being pulled, right? My manager gets called, or I get called and say, we have this problem, we need you in this job. And most times, I don't really have a choice, I've got to take the job, right? So I think, you know, you want to evolve yourself in your career, where you move from a push career to a pull career, right? And you make those changes. In whether it's departments, it's companies within companies, you know, based certainly on on your passion and what drives you.
6: Cool. Thank you so much.
1: Any other questions? Let's take a couple Hi. more.
2: Hi. My name is Sharon from Olden College, and you've already received a lot of uh, questions about careers. So I'm going to ask a question about IBM. Uh, I know that IBM is a really big company. So uh, and all of you are doing really great works in different fields. So I'm wondering that what's the key value in IBM that let all of you believe that you belong to IBM, if there's any? Two things. Mm-hmm. First is uh, it facilitates doing what I really like to do, uh, all mm-hmm. the uh, technical challenges. And uh, I, I get to work on the latest uh, techn- state-of-the-art technology and that's something that drives and motivates me. So that's one thing. Uh, the second thing is the flexibility we already mentioned, right? Uh, uh, IBM is good about flexibility. Um, and I, it helps me uh, balance my work and life. Uh, and so uh, those are two things uh, that motivated me to join and be, still be with IBM. Cool.
4: Yeah. I would say for me, it's, it's pretty much around the same things, right? The, the flexibility and being adaptable. But I, I, you know, as you heard, I like to move around too. So it, it offered me that uh, perspective where I didn't just have to stay in that one organization or that one job. I could move around to those different, uh, uh, different jobs. And then just kind of moving my career along the, the way, it was about what I could do for, for the first people that were under me, right? How could I help develop them to get to their next stage? So that is very key. Within our organization at IBM, right it, once you move up the, the the ladder it's really pulling others along, and so for me that opportunity was very uh, valid for me to move through my career and be able to help others move through their career know
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. your
3: yeah so what your question was what motivates you to uh,
2: no, the key value that made all of you in different departments that feel that you belong to IBM
3: okay um, I think that's why do I belong to IBM? I I don't know how to answer that question. Um, but what motivates me to stay at IBM is that I, you know I enjoy meeting different types of people. The people that I work with are awesome. Um, one of the things that I love about IBM and my own s- specific team is that I'm surrounded by, lot of women which is very rare diverse at um, which is very rare on my specific my specific team Um, most of the managers are women my um, business using unit executive is a woman Um, and I love that Um, I love the flexibility that I I get with working at IBM Um, like Rashida said um, she's going to the, the Virgin Islands tomorrow, and she's going to work there. Flexibility. Um, yes. I mean, I, I love that. Um, being s- straight out of college and this being my very first job and I get to work from home um, when I'm not in front of a client is pretty awesome. Um, when it's, this is, might be TMI, but um, actually I'm not going to say that, But but, you know, like when you have your days when, you know, you just don't want to be uh-huh. in front of people, and you just want to be to yourself. I actually really love that I can just be at home and work from home and just, you know, be in my own space. Um, and I love how amazing it is that, like, when I reach out to people or mentors, people who I want to talk to, or people I want to meet, they, you know, they're always uplifting me and, like, helping me. And they want to help you, you know. So, And that makes me want to help People as well. So, like, now that I'm in this career for like four years now, I'm in a position to say, you know, I can help you. I want to help you. So, that's, that's
2: a little
1: spiel. What I yeah. will add to that is, um, and as you see seen, for everyone, it's different, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, because I, I actually always thought I was gonna be at IBM for six months and I was gonna be gone. Um, but I'm not. I'm here 17 years later. And why is that? There's a hip hop artist called Jay Z, if you don't know him. And he had a line that said, you know, um, he's got the baddest chick in the game. Well, I work for the baddest company in technology. Like, why the heck would I work for somebody else? Like, you know, the movie Hidden Figures, the computer that they were working on, it was an IBM computer. Like, we help the man get on the moon. We do meaningful work. We don't just do gadgets, and we don't do just do interesting things. We solve the world's hardest problems.
2: So you will feel proud to be
1: Absolutely. IBM. So if I'm going to be in technology, I'm going to be in technology. That's number 1. Number 2 is, you know, every company has a culture and every company has people. I am very proud of the culture that we have at IBM and I am grateful for the colleagues that I work with. I mean, most of my colleagues are friends. They've been to my house, we spent Christmas, Thanksgiving, we travel right, you know, together, that's really important to me because I spend a lot of time at work and I want to like and enjoy, you know, the people that I work with um, when I extend, you know, boundaries, you know, as I see fit. So, like, I think, I think for each person is different and I think as you explore companies, I think you want to make sure that whatever your values are, you know, and what's important, you know, to you, it resides, you know, there. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Well, um, we will be here for the next, you know, 20, 30 minutes or so. But before we wrap up, i will just like um, to ask our panelists to, you know, any parting thoughts from each of you for our group. I would uh, just say
4: enjoy the conference that you hear, when you hear this, this uh, weekend and get to know other people. Right. Really, really network. Right. really network. Don't don't stop
2: networking wherever
4: you go, whatever conference you attend.
2: I think a, any opportunity that you have, like a conference, is a learning opportunity, meeting new people, and uh, enriching yourself. So enjoy, and go about uh, learning stuff from others.
3: Yeah. Um, I would say it's not easy putting yourself out there, um, but, you know, brag about yourself. Like, you guys are all doing amazing things, and this is the perfect time to tell people what you do, what it is that you're passionate about, you know, why are you important, um, and just let people know who you are so that you can, and let them know what you want to do. Um, I think that's really important. Um is that you, you shouldn't hold on to the things that you want to do because you never know who you're going to meet and how that person can be able to help you. So brag about yourself, but be humble, um, and just stay true to yourself and have fun. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and, you know, I would say as Chanel, she, um, she talked about this a lot, actually, and I'm a big believer in this, is be yourself. We are all going to show up in many different ways, but you know, companies, um, mentors, you know, they are just looking for you, right? And you are uniquely unique, and it is very important to let that shine and to let that come through because that's when you're going to be your absolute best self. So thank you for spending your time with us here today. We will be around and like Lorraine said, enjoy the remainder of the conference.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to Lunch and Learn, a professional development seminar presented by IBM Corporation featuring Vice President of Insurance Practice, Rashida Hodge. Senior Engineer, Vina Ganti, Director of North American Cloud Solutions Team, Lorraine Johnson, and Data Science and AI Sales Engineer, Chanel Gale. If you've enjoyed this presentation, be sure to attend the Women of Color STEM Conference. For more information on how you, your company, or organization can take part, visit www.womenofcolor.net. For college students, contact us at 410-244-7101.